to the poem, the Parsha, the podcast. This week's Torah portion is Parshat Kitisa, very dramatic. And we've got a poem carefully curated. But first, let's hear from Adrian. Hi, this is Adrian. Welcome back to the Poem the Parsha podcast. Um, this week's poem is called Nothing Gold Can Stay by... Robert Frost. Oh my, are we finally doing one of the classics? I think so. The time has come. I, yeah, I agree. I think that, we, that we're that we at a place in all the voices that we've heard so far where I think Frost has really entered the conversation. He absolutely has to enter the conversation, especially for this week's Torah portion, Kitisa, where you know we've delayed this horrific episode of the Golden Calf we experienced Revelation at Sinai. We've built that Mishkan. And yet we all know that the other shoe is about to fall. The people create the golden calf. So let's hear it from Robert Frost. Nothing gold can stay. Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down today, nothing gold can stay. It's a short poem, but it is oh my. short, but it is dense. It is dense, and it's got a couple of really big ideas in it. It, it does. Um, so, okay, let's hear from you first. Oh, Tell okay. me your thoughts about, about the intersection here. Okay. I mean, I think it's obvious, but I want to hear you say it. All right, well... First of all, how ironic is it that the people here in the second commandment, you shall have no image before me, and then 40 days later, there's the image. I know. I know. It just, it I, makes us all feel good that, you know, we also are, you know, you go on that diet and then who knows what happens. You make the Girls get cookies get delivered. Yeah. Sleeves of thin mint consumed. <laughs> and true. so... You know, we are all human, and they have just experienced this greatest of revelations. Um, everyone speaks so much about the, you know, the presence of God on Sinai. Mm -hmm. And then, oh my, the people of Israel falter. And they create through Aaron a golden calf, and there's debauchery, and there is, you know, total contrast between the lofty experience of hearing the word of God and suddenly the construction of this gold idol. And yeah. let me share one or two Pesukim. Yes, please. Yomer in chapter 32, Lamed Bet, Pasuk Bet. The people have already seen that Moses has not, Moshe has not returned. And he had said he was going to come back after 40 days. Vayomer Alehem Aaron. Parkunis may hazahav, and you know they come to Aaron, and they're in a panic. And we spoke about this already that Moshe has left Aaron and Hor in charge, and they go to Aaron, and he says he tries a delay tactic. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and get the gold. Parkunis may hazahav asher ba'oznei neshechem b'nechem uvnotechem v'haviu elai. And by the way, just for the record, let us note that this is the origin of the idea that uh, women did not participate in the. Um, in the trespass of the golden calf because he expressly says, go ask your wives for it. And then it says, that they bring their gold that, and they bring it to Aaron, but it doesn't say specifically the women. Hmm. Hmm. That's, you know, it's a 
side piece. That's his, I like that. Yeah, that's the side piece. And they, you know, they say there's going to be a, um, a holiday tomorrow, and they're offering sacrifices. And a good a word that is never signals anything good is in verse six, vayakumu litzachek. And they got up to do fun, tzachek. And that's already letting us know this is not good, and God is getting angry, and um, we've got this terrible scene going on. And tell us about the poem that you selected. Um, well, I, I think the, I, I was really sort of hung up on the gold, on the, the Zahav, and I was thinking about that through a couple of different poems, um, and some of them were really, um, there's a lot of anxiety about gold in poems, which I thought was really interesting, and I had never noticed before until we started talking about this Parsha, um, and I feel like, like, Frost really takes some ownership of the gold in this poem, and also in that the gold is, in a way, it is not permanent. Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold. So we've got the idea that this is transient, that this is not, not a permanent experience of gold. Her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. So what does Robert Frost mean when he says nature's first green is gold? You know, I don't know. Oh, I don't have an answer. I was expecting that. you to have a brilliant answer. No, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, well, well, I think. Well, so let's frame it. Let's frame it sort of metaphorically, right? Nature's first green. We think of green as newness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that so and so, she's so green. Um, but when we think about when the sun rises, the first illuminating color we see is gold. Ah. So we've got this newness, nature's first green is gold. It, yeah, the first light that we see is gold light. Her heart is cute to hold. It does not take long for that light to fade. Mm. And day becomes day. Yes. Her early leaves a flower, and we've got lots and lots of... There is a tradition of calling dawn sort of the flower of the day. I've, I've, I, mm. That is a thing. But only so an hour. That is not... A permanent time and I don't know if you have seen anything about this but I have a lot of photographer friends who chase dawn oh, that yeah. is their thing they're up at 3 in the morning headed to the mountains headed to the lake whatever to, to get that moment to get that first light of the day oh yes you can see it on the Facebook oh the Facebook is full of the dawn <laughs> her early leaves to flower but only so an hour then leaf subsides to leaf Hmm. And so Eden sank to grief. Yes. I was. I sort of like that we get a hard stop at the end of the leaf subsides to leaf. Boom. Yep. We've then got... we're forced into so Eden sank to grief. Well, here's, here's where I see the Parsha in this poem. Yes. First of all, I have been struggling with the notion of idolatry for a yes. very long time. Likewise. You know, what is what is so wrong with it? And, you know, when we're young, we're told the story of Avraham breaking yes. the idols. And then, one. yeah, and then he places the axe in the big one, and Dad comes home, Terach, and says, what happened to the idols? Oh, the biggest one broke them all. 
Now, in a way, we make fun of idolatry and paganism. Uh -huh. We say, <laughs> They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. But people who worshipped idols did not have an inclination that the idol was God, but rather that it represented God. Yes. And, and you know, I want to be honest that we don't necessarily represent this accurately to our children. We yes. say, we make fun of pagans who say, you know, how can anyone believe in an idol? Yeah. However, that's not really the point. The, no. The point is, and Peter Berger speaks about it in his book, The Sacred Canopy, that paganism and idolatry is about worship of the cosmos. Judaism lifted God above the cosmos. Fascinating. The, the creator of nature. And, and then he actually does go on to say, and this may sound controversial, but it is in the book, The Sacred Canopy by Peter Berger, that Christianity actually moved a back step because they then returned God to the cosmos, uh -huh. you know, and, and that Judaism was this superior idea of God being fully transcendent and above the cosmos. Huh. Now, so wow. I'm totally present to that, but my big aha that this poem offered to me was this simple idea of nothing gold can stay. Yes. And so it is a terrible misdeed when we say of a piece of gold or stone or wood that that is God, because God is the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. God is eternal. God is ephemeral. God is transcendent. And to me, that's when I really realized the misdeed of trying to assign something physical, the idea that that is God, because nothing gold can stay. And that's what's wrong with idols. Yes. Yes, I, I absolutely, that's sort of what I was getting to with the idea of transience, right? Like, it is this fleeting thing, but that is not the nature of God. The nature of God is un, what's the word, unholdable. It is un, intangible. <laughs> yes, like we cannot get, we can't get our minds around the idea of God. We certainly can't get an object around the idea of God. And so I I think that when we talk about gold, we are talking about in a way about the the brevity of of experience and the brevity of what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, I think that the brevity of the the ego. Yeah, it's it's temporal, like you yes. said earlier. And I think we get a really interesting comment, and I wish we could talk to Robert Frost about this, but I'm so intrigued with the line, so Eden sank to grief. Yeah. Because, you know, the whole, to me, what that brings up is that Sinai was to be the new Eden in that, yes. you know, God appears in Eden, and then as if kol elokimi talech bagam, God leaves because of the misdeed of the human beings only to return to Sinai, to descend upon the mountain, to reveal the Torah. Mm -hmm. And um, Eden wasn't what, there were hopes and dreams around it. And it, you know, nothing gold can stay. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the big misstep we humans take, is we look at gold, which is of the most sturdy elements, mm -hmm. and, you know, again, we exchange it on our most sacred day. Yes with the person that we choose to spend the rest of our life with, and that gold comes to represent devotion and dedication through everything. Yet. 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 And yet. 
here we have this incredibly complicated and sort of ugly moment for in our text and it it feels it it feels not good and what's interesting, there's a couple of verses that people don't necessarily notice because we're suffering through the trauma and experiencing the trauma of the golden calf. Yes. As soon as the people of Israel realize what they've done wrong, they've, they remove their edyam. Yeah. They remove their finery. They realize they've fallen. And so Sinai is a fall. Eden was a fall. Mm -hmm. And the attraction to gold is the fall. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Nothing gold can say there is danger. There is danger in the gold because it is not permanent, because it is not a thing that we can, what's the word I'm looking for? It is not, it is not something that we can, it's it, where we're using something we can know to stand in for something we cannot know. Because it's so tempting. Yes. And that's the, that's the whole struggle. Belief in God is not easy. No. And no. It demands a lot of us. Gold is so much easier. Yes. Whether it's gold of jewelry or gold as in money and resources. Everything's yeah. going to be okay if there's enough money in the bank. Yes. Everything's going to be okay if we've amassed enough gold. And Robert Farce is here to tell us nothing gold can stay. It, yeah. That stop it, reaching for that because it is not here for you permanently right and we have our Torah we have God and that is what is gonna that's what's gonna keep us going amen amen all right any last words no nothing gold can stay nothing gold can stay Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat shalom. thank you for joining us